Macworld Podcast number 290, March 7th, 2012. Hello, everyone. I'm Philip Michaels. I'm your host this week for the Macworld Podcast. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. If you spent any time on Macworld.com today, or really the internet, um, you would know that Apple had itself a, a product event. Rarely covered these Apple announcements, but we'll try and, and make our best of this obscure news that came out today. And I have um, uh, three gentlemen who were wandering by uh, the Yerba Buena Center in San Francisco and decided on a lark to pop in and, and cover the event. We have editorial director Jason Snell. Hello. There was a guy outside who said, hey, you want to see something new? And we just walked in. <laughs> Which you see a lot of in street corners in San Francisco, though usually not to good effect. We have uh, senior editor Christopher Breen. Hello. I, I, they had free coffee, so mm-hmm. I was lured in. And all the way from, from Boston, he, he, he flew all night, and boy, are his arms tired. Senior associate editor Dan Morin. I was actually trying to go to the game developer conference next door, and I just sort of got shanghaied. Mm. And um, what we're talking about is, of course, Apple's uh, – what turned out to be Apple's iPad event, where they talked about the uh, the new iPad. I was going to say iPad three, but that's that's really not the name, is it? No, it's the it's just the iPad, just like it's the iPod and the and the MacBook Air and the iMac and the Apple TV and the Apple TV. It 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 has a the 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 parentheses third generation close parentheses is silent, but mm-hmm. uh, that's. Yeah, they, they've decided they're not going to give it numbers, which is probably, I think, all for the best. It's like it's like Star Trek series, Star Trek The Next Generation. You just keep adding something. And yet the, the iPad 2 in its 16 gigabyte form is remaining on the market. So you can go into an Apple store starting next week and, and ask for an iPad or an iPad or an 2. An iPad but 2. the iPad without the number is the, yeah. is the newer iPad. The iPad 2 yes. or the other one. Yeah. That that is the that is the problem with this approach. And, and somebody asked me about the iPhone and if Apple will do this. And I said, well, probably the problem is that they're selling the three GS, the four, and the four S. And how do you differentiate them if they're all the iPhone? The, it's the, there's the iPhone, the other iPhone, and that one. Right. <laughs> we're we're talking about naming conventions, though, and that may be the least compelling part of the story. So let's right. actually talk about what's new with the new unchanged name iPad. <laughs> how about you, Chris Breen? Uh, you know, we as typical, we we do these speculation pieces the week before, and uh, and we were right. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, 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 we were surprisingly <laughs> big right. applause, big applause for us because we were the, the only ones on earth who were right about this. Uh, no, because it was all the obvious things. It was faster. It has uh, good battery life. It has a better camera. It does LTE and a bunch of other networks wirelessly. And we suspected it would be a little bit thicker, and indeed it is a little bit thicker from the specs that we've seen. And the Retina display, and which, it has a retina which display. we've all been waiting for really since the iPhone 4 came out, which was only about six months after the original iPad. It was like, right. whoa, imagine a Retina display on an iPad. And well, today inter- we finally saw it. The interesting thing is when the, when the Retina display came out on the iPhone 4, and then people said, well, of course it will be coming out on the iPad. Soon And everybody said, no, it's going to cost way too much. The technology is so expensive. And yet they're pricing these iPads the same as the previous version. So what changed? Yeah, I mean there was a rumor the last week that all the prices were going up by $80, which is just sort of one of those bizarre little rumors that floats out there and then was later retracted. No, no, we've confirmed with our rumors that it will not cost <laughs> extra dollars. A more reliable source has told us that this is But I is mean they, they haven't changed the and pricing in since the original iPad. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think they're going to go – I don't think they're going to raise it really. And, and, they, ca- the and they kept the home place. button while we're talking of laughable rumors. Yes, right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so they did what exactly what they've done with the iPhone, which is they take the Older model where they've got the factory line is already is already there and they've got the components and it's like that that product gets cheaper to make as it goes along so they keep the iPad two around and they cut the price so now you can get an iPad for three ninety nine instead of four ninety nine. Let's talk a little bit more about the display, which is um, uh, one of those things that if you're sitting and following the live blog, it's sort of hard to get a sense of. If you're in the room, it's hard to get a sense because right. the resolution is higher than the, the projector, projector yeah. can display. <laughs> Did you get any sort of chance to? See See it up close and and personal. Very after. close. Yeah, we all I was, Okay, I was about two inches away from it at one point. Uh, so then, how does it look? Uh, is it is it noticeably? If I 
put together an, an iPad 2 and put it next to the new iPad. If would you were I, allowed to do such things? If I were allowed to do such things. <laughs> I understand that's discouraged. But only but, for photographing. But if I could, if you what could. Would, I, would, I, would I immediately notice a difference? You would, I think. And the same way that if you put a you know an iPhone 3GS next to the iPhone 4 when it came out and you looked at those two images. And even though both the 3GS and the iPad 2 have gorgeous screens that look great, you can still see those pixels when you get close enough in there. The text especially can look a little bit jagged. But with the iPad, the new iPad, I almost did the iPad 3 this mm. time, um, it really it looks like it looks like a painting or something. It yeah. just looks just so high quality that you can't even see. I mean, the, it's so – what makes it really stand out is that you could see on the, some of the demo units we looked at apps that had not updated their icon yet. And so you will see those apps look kind of jagged and there's some pixelation and stuff like that. But right next to the gorgeous you know, apps that, that Apple has updated their own, um, it look, it's like night and day. So uh, existing apps will be able to run on the new iPad just fine yes. uh, without some of the benefits of the Retina display? This is exactly the transition that we went through between iPhone 3GS and iPhone 4 where – um, you got the iPhone 4 and you said, wow, it's, uh, <laughs> this is so much clearer. It's the exact same effect going from the iPad 2 to the new iPad. Um, I, I guess you know, text will still be good on, on most apps that, are, that haven't been updated yet because text scales. If they use the standard text elements that are in the OS, those will be at high resolution. The bitmap stuff, the pixels that they've got in icons and toolbar things that they do that are custom, um, those all need to be updated by the app developers. The good thing is app developers have known this was coming for quite a while. I would imagine there are lots of apps that are, may even already have been updated to include these 2x images in their apps. And in, indeed, Apple trotted out, uh, was it three developers to sort of show things off? Yeah. Yes. The Two ones gamers they, and one artist. And yeah, yeah. Autodesk and uh, the guys who do Infinity Blade. Epic. And uh, the guys who did that. It was, uh, Namco. Namco, Namco. yes. Mm-hmm. A, a, a name from the past. Very, yes. Yeah. Who's back with a crazy flying Pac-Man looks great. Thing. Yeah, on a yeah that's display, right. Let me tell you. Well, I yeah. was in the demo You can area. see the tears of the ghosts as they're about to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good Pac-Man yeah, looks. Really, it's touching. Waka waka indeed. Retina now, Pac-Man. Um, uh, Oh, I was just going to say while in the demo area mm-hmm. when I was either uh, taking pictures with a macro lens or not allowed to, um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to, to – I had somebody, one of the uh, Apple people open up pages for me so I could look at the, uh, the document and I, I zoomed in this on is some pages, text. This is pages which has been uh, updated. Updated, for, right. In fact, that's available now from yes. the App Store. Yeah. So I zoomed in and plus I put my macro lens on it. So I was really quite close and – the text was spectacular. It really was very smooth. So I think when you're – if like me, you do a lot of reading on your iPad. I use iBooks all the time or the Kindle app. And I, after about an hour, I start noticing the pixelation. And I think with the new iPad, you're not going to see that. Yeah, just like with the iPhone 4, the the it's not just the – Resolution. It's some of these effects like anti-aliasing. Mm-hmm. Like it's better at grays. It's yeah. better at yeah. at shades of gray. Well, they and, said they had a bigger color gamut too, right? I think they said the color re- reproduction on the new display is even better. Right. So so you have you have these cases where things are optimized for black and white and whatever, and it's a little bit jagged. And you put those grays in there, and they're real grays. They're not dithered. Mm-hmm. They're they're these real grays that are giving you the hints, and it suddenly it is completely smooth and yeah. you can't even see it. So it's it's more than just that it's high resolution. It's just – it's smooth. It's, it's all that anti-aliasing. doesn't feel like a computer screen that's faking it. It's just like it was ink on paper. Yeah, and you could tell the developers too, particularly the game developers, were not only excited by the fact that you would have this retina display but the faster processor in there, suddenly those – People are going, well, not only does it look great, but look at the power we have now to start drawing these kinds of objects um, that we couldn't do before. Well, that brings up a, an excellent question. What what processor is inside? So it's the A5X. And, um, but the X is silent. Yes. <laughs> the X is In for – In parentheses. It's just the, it's the, just the, the X A. is for graphics. Right. It's just the A. There are uh, no, more, no more numbers. It's just the A. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifth generation. No. So the A5X, it, 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 what, there are a lot of rumors about it being a quad-core processor that would happen because there's some Android tablets that, mm-hmm. that have that now. Apple didn't do that, which is funny because we had conversations uh, maybe even in this podcast about how – can you do four cores with a tablet? How would that even work? So, so it's two cores for the processor, but the graphics processor on it is quad-core. And that makes sense because when 
every time we've talked about what a Retina iPad would be like, everybody says it's going to have 3.1 million pixels on it. That's an enormous number of pixels, and it's going to need you know four times the horsepower in order to push four times the pixels. And so that's what this processor, that was the big advance with this processor, is it's not that it is crunching the numbers for like running your apps faster. It's the graphics specific stuff. It's smooth scrolling. It's being able to do 3D games and render them in real time, playback 1080 video smoothly. That's the stuff that they beefed up because honestly, that was the place where they needed more power. And so that's where it is. Um, another big hardware change was the the, the camera. Yes. The, oh, yeah. The, yes, the camera on the back, which is a five five megapixel, megapixel camera, right. uh-huh. which is it's, it's an it's called an eyesight camera. There's a blast for the past. Yeah, yeah. they brought it back, <laughs> and and that, so now eyesight is apparently the name of the camera on the back of at least the iPad. I don't know. I think they're yeah. Aren't they all? I think I think we were told something. We were told that, that now they've always they've been always eyesight. been eyesight cameras. <laughs> that was that was one of those. <laughs> Wasn't it called a FaceTime camera though? For a no, while? Was the, the front, front is facing. the FaceTime. The FaceTime camera, which is only a, a 640 by 480, but right. the back. The eyesight I'm very camera confused, is five. But, but yeah. so, so the front-facing camera appears to be no different. It's really mm-hmm. there for FaceTime. The, right. the rear-facing camera is much higher quality. The, the, the camera on the iPad was bad. Bad. It was both versions. It was bad. The, it was really made to, meant to shoot video. And now it's good. It's a it's a it's a five megapixel camera. It's got the optics they said uh, from the 4s, where it's got the multi lens kind of things with the coating and all the yeah. gigas that Apple says. It are still looked a, a little deal. to me. It still looked a little noisy when we took like a picture around the room, but it was right. still considerably better. Right. And we're right. inside, and you're inside. Too. It was sure. very bright in there. Yeah, but I mean, it, and it, you know, between that and the fact that it can record 1080p uh, HD video, which yeah. is which is pretty impressive as well. Um, I think there's still some questions for people saying, "Do I really want to be taking pictures holding well, my yeah, iPad that, that out in front be of what me?" I, but I, people do. But people yeah, do. I don't understand. I saw that someone cause... at the. Uh, I think there was someone at the when I was at the Apple event in January in New York City. I recall a guy standing up in the row and sort of taking pictures with his iPad. Which so it looks Phil, ridiculous. That, but because, I don't. I don't always the... want to take pictures with my iPad. Right. But when I do. I prefer not to because the quality is so terrible. Well, sure. So, so for for me, that's what it is. It's like, oh, oh, well, I can just snap it with my. Oh no, I'm not going to bother because the picture's crappy. I'm going to get out my iPhone, yeah. and now that won't be the case anymore. But yes, you, we will start seeing people like standing next to the Golden Gate Bridge with a giant iPad in yeah, front of them. I, I know. Pictures. I make I make this uh, analogy every time we talk iPad cameras on on the podcast, but it's like. It's like uh, looking at people with those 19th century box cameras, <laughs> yeah. and with the with the with the little cape. They should add that. The, should be a. The, yeah. There's just a smart cape now yeah. that you just drive right. around yeah. yourself. And, and, exactly. yeah. and it just seems so weird to me. But I guess there's enough of a demand for Apple to to put in the time. Well, well it's and the why convenience not too, camera. right? I mean, I mean, it's just if you happen to have it with you and you're holding it, great. I can take movies with this. Otherwise, if you happen to have an iPhone. You're likely to pick that, and, up and I think, and I think Apple also still likes the idea that you know, or feels that if we're going to put a camera in, let's make it a good one. You know, I think that they didn't like the idea necessarily that that everybody it was so would bad. rip on that iPad yeah. camera, and and it, I mean, it was generally the consensus that this was a really good product, and yet the camera was not in the class of everything else in that product. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and not to mention in the class of all the other devices that they make that had mm-hmm. good cameras, better cameras. Yeah. and it's like, well, if you can do it on those, or you could probably do it on the iPad, right? And so there's a eh, and they did. Yeah. Yeah. How practical? Who knows? Some people use it, though, so now they'll get better quality. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about, if you would, the um, the 4G connectivity or the um, the wireless connectivity network. It has, it has all 4Gs. You gotta have more Gs. Yeah, yeah. So now you can burn through your data plan much more quickly (laughs) than you could in the past. Well, and that was something that they didn't talk much about in the event. Was what exactly the data plan? No, apparently we have to ask the carriers. It's being it's being uh, the the same price, at least what I saw. Which is which is impressive. I mean, we got a demo. You just burn through it. You just burn through it much more quickly. And I got a demo. And you burn through it much more quickly. Why? For the benefit of uh, well, four G networking is faster. The four G networks are faster than the three G networks. They've got one more G, which means that they're faster and um and so if you're buying you know 250 megabytes or four gigabytes or whatever you're buying that arrives so much quicker onto your you will be able to use them much faster and then you'll need to re-up they are impressively fast assuming of course you're in an area that has the uh, the faster lte coverage which is mostly big cities and that you have you know you're in a place that's not too congested and that the towers are all configured right i saw the they demoed one for us in the in the hands-on room where they you know sort of showed starting a video up and 
you know, just as they showed in the video version during the event, it's fast. I mean, it is faster than you can watch it. Yeah, it's broadbandish kind of speed over the cell you, network. I mean, depending on the right situation with all the things configured correctly, it was basically suggested you can get pretty much Wi-Fi like speeds if you're in really an ideal yeah. condition. So unfortunately for Apple, because Apple likes to keep things simple, mm-hmm. Verizon and AT and T use different frequencies for their LTE. LTE is much more interrelated than the the, the phone systems that Verizon and AT and T use now. Um, unfortunately, they're still not exactly the same because they're on different frequencies. And what that means is that um, you know Apple just got to the point where there's a piece of hardware that they can stick inside the iPhone that will work on either Verizon's or AT&T's networks. Unfortunately, there is not such a thing for 4G right now. So there are going to be two cellular iPads in the U.S., one that works just as there are now, but they weren't able to kind of collapse them. There's the one that works on the Verizon 4G network, and there's one that works on the AT&T 4G network. Now, they both work on 3G networks, mm-hmm. but but if you're using the 4G, you have to pick which carrier you want. So you're, you're, you still have to make that decision at, at buying time. Right, whereas Apple would love it if, if that was something that it worked with everything and you just stuck in a SIM from whoever you wanted to use, and then you'd be happy. Sure. And, and that's, not, that's not the case. Now, in Europe, there aren't, 4G networks, really. So it, you, there will just be one iPad there uh, that will work on all those 3G networks. And they listed off like this alphabet soup of different flavors of 3G mm-hmm. that yeah. are all supported by this one device. So, you know, if you've got any of these kind of crazy super supercharged 3G networks like they have in places outside the U.S., um, it'll support those too. Um, and then, and then I believe if you bring it back to the U.S., it'll actually and, and put in a card, it'll work on a 4G network. But so, so I've got this faster networking. I've got the improved graphics. I've got the better camera. Surely that is going to put a hit on my battery life. Surely it Surely. will. I mean, that, that's just too much, right? Right. They you say need no. a backpack, a backpack for yeah. your battery. Apple says no, Chris Apple Breen. Says no. They say no. They showed a graph. And, and you know, and it was a graphic that said 10 hours. Apple's generally – Apple's iPad battery claims have not, have not generally been fake. Yeah, they, they've generally been pretty dead on. They have not. The Apple Apple a few years ago really seemed to change their battery test to be much more based on reality, where to the point where some of our tests end up showing that they've underclaimed, right. mm-hmm. um, which is which it's is like their, it's like their financial guys. It, yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> yes, Peter Oppenheimer <laughs> also handles their battery <laughs> test. Right. Yeah, but it used to be that that you'd have this whole thing. It's like, well, they say ten hours in these, but, with the fine print says, but it's not on Wi-Fi and with the bat, with the backlight turned off, right? And, right? So, so but the iPads. I mean, how often do you guys actually recharge your iPads? Because I can go. Several Several days without plugging mine in. I plug it in once I, a day, but it's very rarely to, down to ten or fifteen yeah, percent. Just out of habit, I plug the thing in. Right, but, but I mean, you. I mean, I, I could use it heavily all day, and maybe, I would not run out. Maybe like yeah. down to sixty percent or something on a heavy day. So, so, but it's clearly that clearly one of the things they had to do was increase the capacity of the battery in this thing because you know it may have the same battery life, but that screen and that graphics processor and that four G, especially that that four G modem. Um, that that eats battery, and so as a result, as far as we can tell from holding it in the in the demo room, it's a little bit heavier. It feels a little denser, and it's a little bit thicker. It's not it's not heavy, and it's not thick, but it's thicker and heavier slightly than mm-hmm. the iPad two. It's probably cl- a little closer. I'd say it's still probably a little bit thinner than the original. I, it certainly feels much thinner than <laughs> and the it original. Feels lighter, I would say too, but it's. It's somewhere in between there. Cause, and and that, that seems to be a trade-off where they just they didn't want to compromise the battery life because they know that the battery life is huge, especially in schools and anybody else who's using it during the business day to get through sure. an entire business day or school day without recharging is a huge deal. And they decided to do that rather than make it thinner and lighter but lose battery You're life. more likely to get annoyed if you run out of battery than by it being you know, a couple a grams, grams heavier. heavier. Yeah. Now, with the, with the, um, with the size issue um, – the original iPad, you know, when I hold it up, I notice that I'm holding it up and holding an iPad 2 is night and day given my, my, my little noodle arms can support that for, <laughs> for, for hours on end. Uh, did you get a chance to hold the new iPad and how does it compare to the iPad 2? It just feels a little denser and yeah. a little bit heavier. It doesn't feel like the iPad 1 to me. It mm-hmm. feels no. still feels like it's got that curved kind of thin – Feeling it, it looks essentially identical to the iPad 2. It's still got the curved back instead of the kind of blocky kind of sides mm-hmm. that the iPad 1 had. But but when you pick it up, you sort of like, oh, you know, it's a little denser. It's a yeah, little Yeah, it's still not the device you're going to hold in one hand to read. 
You're going to use two hands for it. Or and, rest it on Yeah, rest it on something. something. But, you know, for casual use, pick it up with one hand, do what you need to do, and put it down. Yeah, yeah. It's for not, those of not, you listening at home, different. Chris Breen just demonstrated he picking up, up, picking an, up iPad. an iPad. On an iPad. But not an iPad new one, an no, iPad 2. An iPad yeah. old one. Head new. So, Apple, please do not send the shock troops to <laughs> no, no. podcast headquarters. Chris Breen did not pull the old switcheroo, although <laughs> yes. I'm sure he considered it, where he said, yes. I'm going to set down my iPad 2 here, and then I'm going to pick it up. Oh, uh, it's clearer now. It's also no. white instead of black. Yeah, that would be a awkward. Bad, bad, when yeah. can I get my hands on this on this new iPad, fellas? It's the 16th of March, mm-hmm. I believe. If you are in one of the blessed first-tier A-list countries for Apple, which are the U.S. and the U.K. and Germany and Australia, Switzerland, France, Japan, and, yeah, Switzerland, but not Canada. No, I don't. Maybe Canada. I don't know. I think Apple. But but then the next week they said that it's twenty-five more countries. Yeah, yeah. So, so most of the the major Apple countries countries will have it by the twenty-first. Faster and faster at rolling out these devices to a wide number of countries. I think they've realized. You know, they've not only have they improved their supply lines a lot, but I think they've realized it's within their best interest. Especially if they rev these things every year. You know, you want people to feel like they're getting the new one quickly. And they got the partners in those countries who want them the you know the providers and all and, that. So it's good. It's a it's and a good you can thing. pre-order as you listen to this podcast. I believe. Yes, you yes. can try. You can try. Yeah. They are they are overwhelmed, which is not surprising given well, you well, know people want to buy the new iPads. I know it's amazing. Well, it's all nuts. those people who said who who bought the original iPad and sat out the iPad too. You know they were just ready to 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 jump as well. And my wife has an original iPad and she she looked at me today and she said, "You know, I'm I'm getting a new iPad. I'm tired mm-hmm. of this old iPad." And I said, "I know, I know. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen." My wife has a handful of air and she's looking very much forward to to buying uh, her her very first iPad. It'll be the new iPad, which will be an iPad and not the iPad 3 no. as we've established or any other number. Um I think that about covers the iPad. How about the software that runs on the iPad and other iOS devices? And I have um, sitting just to the side of me a man who uses a lot of that software, Chris Breen. Yes, uh, 5.1 came out today. iOS 5.1. iOS 5.1. And, uh, and I, I had a dream. To, I fell asleep briefly today. And, I fell, and in my dream, I had a jailbroken iPad. And I tried to update it to 5.1 and it wouldn't. Um, that's more like a nightmare. It was Chris. a nightmare. Yes, yeah, so, so I, I woke up and fortunately I was able to update my iPhone and to five one and I. Didn't. And what does five one bring to us that uh, that we that we uh, will need to know about? Oh, so oh! I, I've stumped the so panel. So many things. <laughs> I've stumped the panel. No, I five point one compatibility is, with new software. I think it's, yeah. it's an incremental update for the most part. There are a couple little things in there. The biggest thing for me um, was that I, I've sort of held off on using the uh, the iCloud feature Photo Stream, which mm-hmm. Apple introduced, right. because of my complaints that whenever you took a picture of it, it automatically goes to every other device, which sounds very convenient. But if you you know are like me and take pictures that are that are bad, you know, like oh wow, that's blurry. That's just my thumb. You know, and there was no way then to say, you know what, I don't need that immediately pushed to iPhoto on all my Macs, all my other iOS devices, and the screensaver on my Apple TV. So what they introduced today in iOS 5.1 is the ability to remove individual photos from your photo stream, which is great. <laughs> that was also introduced in an update to iPhoto for the Mac yes. as well. I think there are, that's sort of all playing together there. And there's a reason that I said iPhoto for the Mac. Dun, dun, dun. Because there's now an iPhoto for iOS, isn't there? There is, and you got to you, you I you all got to see a, yeah. a demo of I, it. I took a picture of Dan with an iPad uh, new one, and uh, and and then modified it severely with iPhoto on that same new, all new iPad, and it was pretty cool. Now, even um, though it had Dan in it. It explains why I look like George Clooney after you edited it heavily. Now, well, this is the auto retouching th- th- feature. This is another one of those um, uh, uh, demos that I'm not sure translates well in the written word. So let's see if we can do a better job with the spoken word. How impressive is iPhoto from what you saw of it? Wow. Uh, it's one of the most impressive iOS apps, sing- period, single, I I've seen. I think maybe the single best software demo I've ever seen with Randy Ubilos on stage, who is previously was their Apple sort of video guy, and he's now suddenly their photos and video guy. He got a bit of a promotion, and clearly, you know, that team built this thing. It's, it, is, it is one of the most – I don't want to say complicated. It's one of the most rich yeah. – uh, tablet apps that I've ever seen, and I think that we're 
I think that it breaks some new ground in terms of its interface that we're we're rapidly going to see in lots of other apps, and many of them will be executed badly, but also many of them will be executed well. It's like Apple. I feel like Apple really raised the bar with iPhoto that it, it is it is super powerful and yet, and yet is perfectly designed for a for an iPad. It, it's not slapped in there from I, the Mac. I tried to convey this in the news article I wrote about the announcement, um, and. Whether I did a good job or not is for the reader to decide. But uh, it seems like more than any um, iOS app, which obviously relies on taps and swipes and what have you to control it, this really um, uh, hinges heavily on multi-gesture and multi-touch support. And and, um, there's a lot of capabilities based on various things you can do with your fingers like pointing to a specific area of the oh, photo yeah. and 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 doing editing changes and yeah if you tap on a if you tap on a blue sky it actually will sense the the hue there and try to figure out if that is blue sky and if it is it'll actually like let you adjust the sky I mean, it, it, it you know and and or you tap somewhere and you go up and down for brightness and side to side for contrast um, so there, and if you have a group of pictures and you want to dump one, you swipe down with your finger, and it just basically kicks it off the bottom, and it's gone. And you can bring up side by side comparisons well, by yeah, tapping sm- and holding. Right, and it's and, smart enough yeah. to know. Hey, I took four pictures that are very similar. Group those together and show them to me just the ones that look similar, which is incredible. And then you can sort of filter through and say, Yeah, I took five pictures of the same subject, but uh, those other those four aren't really very good. But this is the one I want. Plus, there is this um, this new kind of menu system where it's got stuff down at the bottom and there's sort of a toolbox on the side and when when you tap on one of the buttons in that little tool area then in the center area a bunch of other tools or brushes or something come or, or sliders comes up and it's a really nice kind of like well thought out a way to have access to lots of different tools without it seeming super cluttered. I, I was also struck by the photos um, that Chris Breen shot of the demo, where it's the the effects fanning out like yeah. in a in a swatch booklet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you're looking at paint samples, but you and can, it's kind like, of whims- whimsical and yet useful. Totally useful. I mean, the, the thing is that I would love to have iPhoto on my Mac to be half as compa- uh, capable as this is. I know. And so, I, I know. mean, you look at this and, and well, go, well, it's wonder. A, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. an iOS app. Back to so the Mac. So it's kind of <laughs> be dumbed down. And But no, this no. is so much more capable than iPhoto for the Mac. Yeah, and as you say, we will see this stuff yeah, on, but you on can, the Mac at some point. You, but. I mean, Randy Ubilis is the guy who... who you know, and people don't like this, but he was really behind the the changes to iMovie. The man who saved it. iMovie, <laughs> and, 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 and or if you're Rob Griffiths, the man who destroyed. saved <laughs> iMovie. The scare quotes. Mm-hmm. So um, this is kind of a rethinking of yeah. iPhoto, and I think, I mean, again, there's there. It's a demo, and then a brief time playing with it, and we got to spend more time with it. But at first glance, if I had to tell you my gut reaction, it's that it's really good and really impressive and to Chris's point I, I kind of wish that they now that they take this rethinking back to the Mac I really yeah. uh, because it's it's smart and it, it's not like iPhoto on the Mac and that's a good thing because that that app is really long in the tooth I, iPhoto's getting a little bloated on the Mac I think it, it was when you had the, yeah. it was back on the idea of like there are these things called digital cameras and you may have some photos from them and now we have tens and hundreds of thousands and and you know quickly triaging and making them look pretty and then sharing them. It's like it, it's totally aligned with how we use photos today. And there's this beaming feature, which they talked about really briefly, where, you know, you can also have it running on your uh, on your uh, on your phone and your iPad and take pictures with that really nice small iPhone camera. And then, you know, you you just like beam. A, it's like limited photo stream. Well, sort it, of. it's actually it's it, what it's like is like, um, oh, what's the thing that was introduced with with Lion um, airdrop airdrop? It's like airdrop. Mm-hmm. Where it just you know they talk to each other, so you can I shoot. Believe, uh, Microsoft called it squirting. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> well, so you, you so you're at your kid's um, softball game and you're taking pictures with your iPhone, and then you want to quickly touch them up. You can do that because iPhoto will also work on the iPhone four right. and four S, as well as the iPad two and the new iPad. But you can also just shoot them back to the iPad and then do the editing on there and post them on there, which is really that's really cool. I, it, it's it's really impressive. I think it's worth mentioning the sharing features too. They showed off this photo journals aspect. 
product, which right. is kind of like a mobile me gallery. Right. right. I mean, but it's, yeah. it's in part, it's, you know, it's on the iPad. It seems like there's a lot of automatic features. It's a little bit like to the iPad as though like, well, you want to make like a book, like a photo mm-hmm. book like you would an iPhoto, right. but you're not really making a physical you're book. Not you're making, it. yeah, you're making some sort of journal, you know, some sort of log of your, your vacation or what have you. And it lets you drop in all these other elements, notes. Captions, quotes, things like that. Even the weather, the weather for the it looks up the weather on when you took the picture based on the date stamps. Very strange. That's kind of wacky. Um, but and you can resize and, the photos if you don't yeah, like the size. Around, the, yeah. and, it's a and lot of the book building kind of features, except it's not building a book. It's, it's building, building a thing a, that you can view on your iPad it's or like, show it's on like the a, TV, like a Flickr page, or almost. share on the web. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. as Chris the says, iCloud, I should right. Yeah, yeah. As Chris says, this is sort of a replacement for Mobile Me Gallery, which is one of the features that Apple axed in the Mobile Me iCloud. Yeah, because a lot of people say, well, what am I going to do about galleries now do i have to go to Flickr? do i have to go to something else smug mug no now now you've you've got this capability built in and so all you have to do is update iphoto on the mac and there's your solution yeah i mean i think what really speaks to how important this is that randy had to go to antarctica to <laughs> take pictures of penguins. To take pictures of penguins and hire this demo. To hire that seal right and that's not you, a does not work cheap. you know this is an important thing also, seals have a good union did his did his title change? He used to be just the video. No, guy. no, now he, he's, the, he's photo. the photos and video guy. Yeah, he definitely got a, an he's upgrade. Slowly absorbing the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll all work for him. I, I or, <laughs> or be dead at his hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like the work that he's doing. I'm very impressed with that product. Yeah. Um, not I can't the, wait until Chris Breen uh, reviews. No, Chris Breen's not reviewing it. No. no. I can't wait until Chris Breen reviews it, which is good because he's not. Yeah. I can't wait until MacWorld reviews that app because um, I'm looking forward to reading. I it. would look for that review to appear. I. Probably Monday is All what right. we're shooting for. That's a little preview for you That's, podcast yes. listeners. Wow. You, some inside information for you. Um, not the only iOS app to be uh, 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 released today. There were some updates as well. Chris Breen, what can you tell us about those? There was GarageBand has been updated, and um, I love GarageBand. The I, App Gem Award winning Five Mouse Review, five mouse review. GarageBand. And, and I will be reviewing this version. Um, I knew you were reviewing something. Yeah, that's what I'm reviewing. It's um, They have some nice enhancements to this. Um, they have a new smart string instrument. So if you want to add sort of that wash of strings behind your pop ballad, you can do that. Um, but one of the coolest things for musicians is that finally you can edit music that you have recorded in GarageBand. So if you – in the old days, if you're using GarageBand with an iPad – or an iPhone, you'd play along and you'd da 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 clank and like, ah, and you have to redo it because there was no way to take out that bad note. Now you can not only take out bad notes, but you can shift them around. So if you meant to hit an F sharp and you hit an F instead, you just tap on the note, push it up till it hits the right pitch. Um, if the note wasn't long enough, you can extend its length or you can contract it if you want. You can also change velocity, which is you – know, musicians don't really you know, understand what I'm talking about, but you non-musicians don't. What it means is if, if you hit an instrument – The notes fly out faster, They do. Right? They come out so much faster and you sound like you're Eddie Van Halen. If they uh, – let's say you hit a drum too hard and so it's going whacka, 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 bang, and you want to reduce the velocity on it so it goes whacka, whacka instead of bang, you can tap on the note – Tap on a velocity command, and then you can adjust the velocity so it fits in more properly with the uh, the other those are, those volume. Are technical drum terms. Yes. Yeah, whacka whacka. <laughs> Dan Morin and I don't know if you're musically as unmusically inclined I'm, as I am, Dan. But we were giving each other looks during what? that that explanation as hmm, hmm. the man is uh. saying funny words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for musicians, this is great, and and a lot of people who have, who use the. Um, iPad and iPhone as a small recording studio, this really gives you the ability to make some much more polished music. And finally, and and I love this feature, they have a new feature in here where you can have four different iPads or iPhones and you can – each player can pick a different instrument and then record them as one piece. And it basically works like playing a game. So there's a leader and then everybody else looks for the leader and then they sign on to that leader and you have to do this using a, a local network. And then everybody gets to play their part. So one person is playing the drums, another person is playing the bass, another person is playing the keyboard, another one is playing guitar. And you jam and you record. And then when you finish, all the tracks are sucked over to the leader's iPad where they can then – he can edit that if he wants or he or she can. And so you've got your four basic tracks. You say, okay, well, great. Now I want to um, 
I want to overdub four more tracks. You can do that too. So now the other the four people can choose four different instruments and then play on top of what they've already recorded. So you can have an eight track song recorded by four people, which for musicians is is remarkable. For people who are not musicians, you have no idea what I'm talking. About. You said it was like a game. Are there achievements? There are achievements. <laughs> And the top achievement is you totally rock. <laughs> it did feel a little like a party game, like I was watching Rock Band or, or Dance yeah. Dance Revolution or something like that in their little video they had where it's like, hey, I'll be the string guy. Yeah, yeah. You be the piano. <laughs> now, you don't actually don't have to know how to play things. So anybody can use the smart instruments as well. So if you can drag your finger along a key, you know, if somebody – if the leader just says, G <laughs> – you know, okay. If, you, if you're literate, <laughs> right, you, you can, can probably play some music. You can probably play some music. So it's uh, – I, I think this looks very cool. Okay. And iMovie also uh, uh, underwent a minor update today now, for Phil, the iOS. How much do you like the movie trailers in iMovie for the Mac? I am totally indifferent to them, Chris. But <laughs> well, <then. laughs> I'm sorry. I wish you would have asked that question to someone else in this room. But do no, I? Ha- no, do you I- don't. <laughs> do-, do I have to like them for for you to go on with this bit? Because I love them. If that's the case, oh, good. well, then you're you're really going to love this. Get ready. <laughs> Hang on to something, Phil. Uh, you won't I, believe it. I mean, that's it, right? Is, yeah. Is, is, is yeah. pretty much just the movie trailer thing. Well, they upgraded all their resources to be Retina, right? To yeah. X, so that they'll look all pretty on the uh, on the new iPad. But, Which they also did with the yeah. iWork apps as well. You know, the, it's a cute idea. You can basically yeah. sit there and shoot, the, you know, shoot a trailer uh, from your iPad if you want to, and and. And people who like that and think that's going to be fun, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun little thing. I, I, I worry that it, it gets old fast because there aren't that many of those templates. But, but it, it can be really funny, and I, you know, I've definitely used it because people like like it. People like to think in movie trailers sometimes, and that means you don't actually have to edit the actual movie, which is kind of nice too. Yeah, right? I, I, I thought it demoed very well when they did it on the Mac for iMovie, and I think this demos really well too. Yep. But uh, and I it's think kind I've of, created it one. That, that's kind of like the soup to nuts solution, right? In the sense that you can shoot it now with the iPad, as Jason was saying. So it's like you don't need to then import it to your computer and muck around with it Where there you and then re-export. It there right? You want? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a cute. And um, Apple TV, I guess, is the is yeah. the item that we haven't talked about. Yeah, new new Apple TV software and new Apple TV hardware. So, what's in the software, and then what's new with the hardware? Let's uh, take software first. Well, the software's got a new UI, which right. is, makes about the twenty seventh <laughs> UI that they've tried. <laughs> I'd on say the it's Apple the TV. third major UI change to the Apple yeah, TV. But it's and in it. Kind of looks a little bit more like an iOS. Oh device, yeah, it's right? more it's iOS. Got, there's there's like the thumbnails at the top that are sort of like recent things that are interesting, and then there's a bunch of icons. And instead of having the old model, which is you've got these menu areas like movies and TV and computers, there was a lot of text, and then in there's the sub menus yeah. under them with items. It's just the items, and the items are broken out as little as items with icons. So there's a YouTube icon and an MLB icon and a computers icon and a movies icon, and they're all and a trailers icon. And so you just kind of pick your icon, and then when you're in one of those, there's like a little menu strip at the top that you can show or hide that'll give you some kind of like commands that you can you can do. But it's so, so less scrolling and less uh, less uh, clicking. Right. Yeah, and maybe a little more visible. At, you can see all of them at a glance instead of having to say which menu. Is that in mm-hmm. and right? If and they, there's if some they add significance to content partners, right? I mean, right. if they, it, it certainly seems to open it up logo. in the same way that the apps, you know, that the the iPhone went from something with just built-in apps to additional apps. I mean, we don't we don't know how that works yet for the for the Apple TV, but you know, Apple's clearly making deals with people and bringing new content in fairly frequently, and so. it's easier for them to drop that stuff in now because they don't have to say like, what menu does this go in? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, now they can just add an icon. And there's another channel on the Apple TV. So that's – I mean that seems to be it. And that will work on um, the Apple TV second generation. So if you've got the little black box, the uh, $99 box that you bought in the last year, year and a half, um, this update will automatically come to your thing or you can or you can say software update and it will download it and then you'll have a new interface. And it's available now. Right and now. it is available now. You can, We're downloading it as this podcast you, is recorded. You can download it now as you listen to the podcast while you wait to place your order for the new iPad. Yes, exactly. You can multitask. And run all those updates on your iOS and devices. we can call we can call that little black Apple TV the second generation, or we could call it the 720p Apple TV because now there's also a or there's also a 1080 Apple TV, and that's the new hardware. That's the, the new hardware, and that's okay. the that's the only thing about this. I mean, it has a faster processor in it, 
Um, which which leads to it being able to do 1080 video, which the other one couldn't do. It could do it could do 30 frames per second of 720, but it couldn't do 1080. It would work with 1080 TVs, but what it was sending was a 720 picture. And since the new iPad supports 1080 HD, and the and the iTunes Store has been updated with movies, which is something we haven't even mentioned yet, mm-hmm. with with um, uh, iTunes in the cloud for movies. All those movies are down 1080, or at least many of them, based on the content deals. Well, and I think they're they're still rolling them out. Was was the impression I got? Yeah, they've done most of them, but they're re-encoding. Yeah, yeah. A lot so of them. so um, not only that, but um, but then this Apple TV will play those things in 1080. So if you've got a TV show or a movie that you already bought, you should actually be able to play it back. And in many cases, it will play back in 1080, so it'll look that much better. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the file size issues are. John Seff wrote a piece on Macworld um, earlier this week about – or maybe it was late last, last week, week – yeah. about, about this issue that you know, 1080 is so much more information that um, what, what happens a lot is then they turn the compression up. So the question is will the overall image quality be a lot better or not? And that remains to be seen because for it to really be noticeable, that, that file would have to be that much larger. And I'm not not sure whether Apple really wants to to download. Actually, one of the reasons you have to do movies it, through iTunes in the cloud is that these files will probably be so huge that you won't want to keep them around if you right. can help it. Well, one of the things so that Apple told me at the at the uh, demo area is that they recommend that if you're going to do 1080p that you have a broadband connection of eight megabits or faster download. But they have. Uh, They've put in a solution for people who have slower broadband, which is in the settings menu. There, You now have the option to choose to stream 1080p, 720p, or standard definition. Huh. Oh. So – Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So you choose, so if you, choose your – Right. If you've got slow bandwidth, right, because you stream SD what, or you One of my complaints about the Apple TV, um, which I do enjoy using, but I'll rent a movie and I have to rent the movie like – it can't Tuesday be a, it can't it be it can't be a spur of the moment thing because I'll download uh, a movie and they'll say your movie will be ready to play in 40 hours. Yes, yeah. tomorrow. Right. So this is yeah. this is the option for you then because mm-hmm. they understand how big these files are and not everybody has massive uh, broadband coming right. down so so now you have the option or they have a provider who throttles them. <laughs> oh, there's that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or those providers have customers who want to throttle them. Yeah. Have we have we hit all the wow. notes? I, th- I feel like we've we've discussed it all because we've mentioned. Now that we talked about the cloud iTunes, stuff, yeah. yeah, iTunes and the cloud, we we need to cover, and we've covered that. Yeah, which is great news because I accidentally deleted my my Iron Man like a month ago. I I, I mm-hmm. realized that I bought that movie and then it disappeared, and I thought, come on, movies in the cloud, <laughs> come on, I need that movie back. So. Uh, that, that I think that'll be really good because it means you don't have to keep those movies around. And if you're on an Apple TV, you don't even need to have the computer that's got the movie on. You just select the movie and play it. And now it's, this, uh, this really covers cool. pretty much everything in the iTunes catalog, right? I mean, movies, TV, music, books, books. apps. Yeah. yeah, basically you buy it and you get access to it, which yeah, is how it should be. <laughs> yeah, it was always a little weird when it was like, well, we're going to sell it to you. But once you got it. Sorry, we're we're out. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not going to help you anymore. And now it's all it's all in there. You can re-download it. Will and then other little bits. Um, they have a new version of iTunes, and that has uh, made some improvements to iTunes Match. That's version ten point six oh. for those of you. Right, they, had, they added Genius back, right? And Genius is back. Oh, it works now. Yeah. Good. Thank and iTunes Match supposedly is is better than it was. Um, minor updates to i i work for iOS. Oh, and Japanese support for Siri. Right, we didn't. Arigato. That. No. We did not mention that. Yes. You just thanked Siri in Japanese. I did. It's one of the many languages I speak. <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> wow. It's one of the many languages in which I know a handful of words. But no Spanish support. No Spanish support. Siri I... hates people who speak no, Spanish. No, Siri does not hate people. <laughs> Siri, I think what Siri appreciates the, th- the major market opportunity I, I in Japan I think what Siri loves <laughs> is Siri loves the fact that uh, Japan is a big market for Apple. Yes. So big, in fact, that in its quarterly earnings report, Apple separates Japan even from the rest of Asia. Yes. And I think um, that is why you had the priority to get um, a Japanese and language uh, support up and running. also worth noting that though the new iPad has dictation right. features, it oh, does right. not have Siri. It doesn't have Siri. Right. Which Just is dictation. So it's got the keyboard choice, with a microphone button. I think that's the more important for the for iPad users. I think that's Absolutely. the more important yeah. part of it. My guess is that Apple is thinking of Siri more as a tool for when you aren't 
when you aren't on the device, you aren't looking at it. That's a, iPhone is a pocketable device, so you might just have headphones, or it might be you might be in the car, and you need to control by voice. And the iPad is such a a tactile kind of thing. I'm not sure that I'm sure there was there were arguments like this, right? But that, if I had to guess, that's what the argument is. It's like, look, it's your iPad. You're not going to sit there with your iPad and tell it what to do. You can just do it. Which on the phone, maybe not so much. But the dictation, I can really see the really nice. appeal of that. Well, and also that uh, we certainly on our iPhones have spoken with Siri, where Siri just goes, I don't know, yeah, because I can't talk to the mothership right now to find out. And I can imagine that if Apple was thinking, do we really want to add another ten to twenty to thirty million devices? Still, very much a beta. I yeah, believe that's is, is what we're primarily getting. that's not always connected to the internet in the way that your phone right. is yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. So if you don't have a 3G iPad and you're out in the boonies, True. it's just not going to work for you ever. Yeah. So. Why are you being silent, Siri? How have, I, how have I angered you? Well, dictation also won't work then. Yeah, the, so the, the microphone will vanish. Don't go to the cabin in the woods and hope to dictate your Thoreau Part 2, mm. The Revenge. It's been a long day, um, I think, for all of us. And... Um, but a good day. But a good day. Yeah, lots of, good lots day. of stuff. I, yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna go around the table and ask for some closing thoughts, some impressions. What, how you thought the the various Apple executives did in uh, in getting their message out there? I was saying to um, one of our colleagues in the media, uh, we were talking about, uh, we, and we both degre- both agreed about this that um, people come up to you before these Apple events and they're like, "Oh, aren't you excited?" And it's like, you know, no, I'm excited about having the announcements and being able to dig into it and and learn about these products and the run up to it is so stressful and I'm actually really excited now because we've got this stuff and we can we can we can play with it those apps are available for download now the iPad is coming out next week it's great that we've that we've gotten to that point so it's a it's a long day but a good day and I'm glad that now Apple's new stuff is out there for us to 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 start playing with at least the stuff that's publicly available now um I thought it was great that Tim Cook was on stage and he was on stage for more than just being Ed Sullivan and saying, "Hey, this is Tim. Now here's Phil." Right? He didn't do that. He had a, he had a nice conversation. He talked about the Apple TV. He talked about why Apple does what it does, which I thought was great. I always like it when an Apple executive will stand up and say, "Here's here's why we're doing this. Here's what we think." And there's so much misunderstanding of Apple out there so, that I think it's worth having somebody stand up there on a regular basis and say, this is why we're doing this stuff. In this case today, it was a lot of stuff about the post-PC universe and how many of these devices Apple sells and what it means to the company and where they think that it's going. And so that was great. And then we saw – I mean it was, a, it was a, I thought, a pretty tight presentation. There were only three app demos, so it didn't end up being like death where there's like – There were a lot of videos though. <laughs> and there were some videos. That's true. That's true. Dan, any thoughts? You know, it, it wasn't necessarily the kind of blockbuster announcement I think that a lot of people were maybe expecting or hoping for. I mean, a lot of the stuff, as, as Chris was saying, a lot of the stuff that we saw was stuff that most of us predicted or expected to see. Um, and so there was no real bombshell. I think the closest that we got was iPhoto, which, you know, some people sort of expected or thought maybe there was something coming in that direction. But I think we were all kind of really impressed by the way they had done it. Um, and as such, I think, you know, there will be the inevitable complaints that this is disappointing, disappointing and lame and all that. I don't know that that's necessary. I, I don't think I would say that. But I, I think that it's shown it's, – it's a certain amount of professionalism from Apple. It's the way that they're showing their – this is what we do, right? We're not just there to make headlines and just shove in all the latest and greatest stuff. We think all this stuff through. We're really deliberate about what we choose to do and the technologies we choose to use. And, you know, we're in this for the long haul. I think that's part of what Tim's presentation today about the whole post-PC era is. is This is not just a gadget we're trying to sell. This is – we believe this is the future of where technology is going. And nor nor is this a teetering kind of product that desperately needs an update. This is is the leader. There there was a very funny set of slides about – which, again, talking to somebody afterward who's a colleague who covers the broad tech market, um, and I won't, I won't name him, but he said, that's so true. He said the, the Android apps for tablets are just phone apps, and they're, they're terrible on a tablet, and it's a complete failure, and it's why Android tablets are so bad, and that the iPad is so dominant. And so let's, I mean, let's remember that for the people who are like, oh, it's kind of a disappointment. They only created a retina display and kept the battery life and kept the price and a- added all this graphics power. It's, it's like 
subtle. It's the leader. It's subtle, but it's important. They, and they are they are destroying everybody else in that market even now. And so what did they do today? They're already destroying with the iPad 2. What, they do what Apple does. They just cranked it up a few more notches. And it's, and it's worth noting it's again that do. they don't do it by doing by being gimmicky like so many of those phones that we saw introduced. It's got 3D. Exactly. The Android <laughs> phones that are coming out now. It's got a stylus. It's got a five-inch screen. You know, like it, I think they do it by saying – I mean, you know, they can double the, the, the resolution of the display, and that's impressive and everything. But when you think about, well, that means a lot going forward for the way that app developers choose to make their applications. And, and by putting in this horsepower, <laughs> they're going they, to buy very large screens yes, now to yes. develop those well, apps. That, you I, know, I, the, the I, graphics I'm... processor powers, they're, they're sort of building in, you know, they're investing in the future in the apps. And they pointed out, Tim pointed out how important the apps were and how much that's what differentiates them from all of their rivals. I, I'm waiting for the Android devices with the rotary dial, or the or the ones where you pick up to it and say, "Operator, get me hillside five four two. You have to hold part yes, of it to your ear. You have to exactly. talk into it. It's yeah. a party line with other Android users. Chris Breen has been waiting very patiently to give his closing thoughts. So, Chris, sure. Um, two things. One is I think that we are going to look back on this ten years from now. Not this particular event, but this this period of time, these last few years, and we're going to see that computing and the way we interact with our data has radically changed from the 10 years before this, that we really are talking about a new world, a new paradigm, and I'm sorry to use that buzzword, but I, I think it's so, that this thing has sort of gradually evolved and, and we're accustomed to it now, but honestly, things have changed so much thanks to technologies like this. The other is that these products are already so mature and so refined and they and this started with the original iPhone. So by the time we get to an iPad, they already had it pretty well together. At this point, we're seeing these evolutionary changes and and yes, you may go ho hum, we're not getting these big huge improvements because there isn't a lot of room for these massive new gimmicks. Siri was a was a great thing and I think it's going to get just better over time. But I don't think anybody should be disappointed by what's happening here. They've taken a you know a beautiful jewel and they've they polished it even more so it's shinier it's more valuable it's more helpful but no it doesn't have you know it it's not sprouting a a horn or you know it's covered with unicorn tears it's a it's a mature beautiful step forward that that's about the deepest thing that's ever been said on a podcast i've hosted <laughs> so we're going to end on that note it's uh i'd like to thank chris breen Thank you. I'd like to thank Jason Snell. Thank you, Phil. And you too, Dan Warren. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Phil. And you, listener, for, for joining us for Macworld Podcast number 290. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Take care.